Good morning. Good morning. Amen. Amen. Before I begin the word, I'm going to just, I just want to share a, a brief announcement um, concerning, you know, one of our very special pastors. Um, last year, we were in a process as a church um, going through a restructuring process to enable us to be more focused on the things that we feel God is calling us to do in this particular season. And the result um, is one of the most difficult things that happens um, within, I suppose, in, in many organizations. This is my first time to have gone through a time like that, and it's really tough um, getting to that place where, um, yeah, there will be some people who, are, who have been really close to us, who are doing really well, but are unable. We are not able to continue. They are not able to continue to be on paid staff. And one of the very special um, people like this is one that I know that all of you know, and you know him well, and I just wanted to, to mention this um, and to say a prayer for him as he, as he moves um, into, forward. Um, that is Pastor Peter Moravi, who has been our adults pastor. Um, he's an amazing pastor. Um, he is a great shepherd, and his love for all of us has been quite, I mean, it's absolutely amazing. Um, it's one of the most difficult, I was telling him, it was one of the most difficult things for me to face um, and, and, and be in that situation where um, he is leaving paid staff. Thankfully, Pastor Peter is going to stay on um, as a pastor within the Karura community. And so we will continue working together with him um, and he will continue serving among us in, an, in a variety of ways. And we are really excited um, that the Lord would, would, would choose to be stirring him and enabling him to continue to serve as one of the people called for this ministry. And I'd like just to pause now, just to say a prayer for him. Um, there are a few others as well who, who maybe might not be as visible, um, that also need, who are, who are also leaving the staff, and we'd like to just lift them up um, to the Lord. Father, thank you um, for the blessing of people, and, and the blessing that you call people out, and you commission them to the work of your church and in a very very special way there are those who have who have come um, and and pastorally um, just lifting up pastor peter a very specially gifted man father ask that your blessing will be upon him that you will watch over every moment um, of 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 his future you you see it so clearly thank you for the love that is part of this karura community that we can continue to walk together in fellowship and in ministry, as a family. And we pray that you will bless him, that you will bless his wife and their children, um, that you will bless them richly, watching over every moment of their lives during this time, especially of transitions. Father, there are others um, who were part of the staff, maybe not as visible, um, Edna, Carol, um, Edda and, and, and Carol. Father, we just lift them to you and we ask that your hand will be upon them as well that you will watch over them as they step forward into the future. May your presence always, always be our strength. May, may, may the love that is the family of God uh, be a love that is shared and, and that relates together in everything that we do. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now last week, um, Pastor, Pastor George was speaking about engaging love. In, in his sermon, and really speaking about compassion as an expression of love, that you and I must recognize the true humanity of other people, you know, especially those who might be in need. We need to recognize that each human being carries the image of God, and that gives them worth. 
you know, beyond anything else that you might look at and all the things that we might, we, we might see as giving people worth, this one item supersedes everything else, that they carry the image of God. And so, you know, uh, Jesus, Jesus, you know, recognizes this. And he actually says that if you serve people, even in some little way, the least of these brothers of mine, the people that you might look at as, as at the bottom, he says, you are serving me. When you do something like that, you are serving me. And, and we need to be recognizing this, that it's God behind the face of every person, that each and every person carries that image of God, and we need to be looking that and seeing that. And so we must choose to come off our high horse um, and, and, and get down to them. Like Jesus did, coming down from heaven and participating in our world. We need to connect with people. We need to feel with them and, and take steps to help them out, even if that is going to be a sacrifice, even if it's going to cost us, because love is sacrificial. Just look at what Jesus did. Look at what Jesus did. And I want us to remember all the time that the template for our lives as Christians it can be just summarized in those two commands. Love God and love, love your neighbor. Love God and love your neighbor. Now today I'm still thinking about thriving in, in the new normal, in this new normal. Having lives that are powerful, that are, that are so rich on the inside that it doesn't matter what happens outside us. It doesn't matter even what happens to us. That my life is full, your life is full and powerful. And by the way, I'm really looking forward to that campaign. I'm starting in two weeks' time, made for more. Uh, guys, just, just prepare yourself for that. Um, start start, start pray, praying about what God is going to do during that time. It is really exciting. You are made for more than you are experiencing right now. And, and, and I know that God is going to be working something amazing as we spend time with him. Um, in that campaign, in the book of Ephesians and, and in the different things that we will be studying together, you, uh, you don't want to miss um, that whole campaign. So please just you know, tie it down from 14th of February to the end of, of March. Make sure that you are connecting with us every Sunday. Make sure you're part of a CLG. But today my focus will be more on, on us, you and I, as representatives of Jesus. That, that we may thrive and have an impact, an impact that our lives will be truly impactful, both in doing the things that God has called us to do, in helping others see and hear the good news, and as a person whose life is in contact with others, and therefore a representative of Christ um, in, in all these different places, in your work, in your business, um, in your relationships, your friends and relatives, a, you know, a person whose life impacts other people's lives and causes a true difference. And this is because God has called you, because Jesus has commanded you, and it is also a core part of the new you that you have been created to be. You have been reconnected to God's plan um, in, and from eternity, and you are to be a person of impact. Your life is going to be a life that brings impact in the world around you for the glory of God. First of all, what has God declared about us? as we continue to live in this world. And I want to bring out just two points. The first one is Matthew 5, 13 and 14, where Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. And then he says in verse 14, you are the light of the world. What does it mean when he says salt? And in those ancient times, you know, salt had two main purposes. One is flavoring, which is still very important to us today. But the most important 
purpose for salt in their time was really preserving food, especially things like meat and, and things like that. You know, there were no fridges. And so if you wanted your meat to last for a bit of time, if you wanted to keep it so that you could use it again, you had to salt it. That was the way you preserved it. And salt preserves by killing pathogens. It inhibits the growth of microbes. Things like, like bacteria um, are killed or their growth is just stopped. And, and that is the picture of how our lives are to be within the communities around us, that we inhibit the progress of evil and, and we are a healing influence to the people around us. We bring healing with us. You know, light, light makes things clear. You can see good, you can see bad. You can see the road and you, and you don't have to stumble. You can walk without stumbling. And so as salt and light, people will see, you know, they should see the will and the healing. You know, um, the healing nature of God's presence through you. Working through you. Um, as God ministers in your life. In verse 16 um, of Matthew 5, Jesus says, In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see all your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You know, through the things that you do, people should be able to see God at work and praise Him, you know, and, and acknowledge that it is Him who is doing these things. The second thing that God says about us is, is that you are the expression of God's love to all creation. You know, John chapter 3 verse 16, the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave us, he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And there's two powerful truths that are just right there in this passage. You know, firstly, that believing, having faith, trusting in God's Son, Jesus has set your life alight for eternity. Eternity is your destiny. And it's absolutely amazing. You know, that you and I, no matter what we did, no matter how good we tried to be in terms of obeying and doing all the things that we think God wants, no matter how much we achieved, you know, no, much, no matter how much wealth or power we accumulated, none of this None of this would qualify us before God. After all, what can you give the one who made it all? And the Bible says he made it all for himself. So really he owns it all. You know, we are told that from the moon, when you look at the earth, and we've seen the pictures, our planet looks like a big blue marble. Yeah? Just a, a, a marble. And that's all. And that's from just the moon, the nearest heavenly body to us. Guys, what difference would $200 billion, you know, from a tiny speck in the universe that would be almost invisible to anybody who's further out, you know, how, what difference would it make to him who made it all? It's actually just amazing that God cares about us, that, that God, you know, is, is concerned about us at all. And on top of that, he has sent Jesus to us. And because of Jesus dying on the cross, he not only shows his care about us, but he brings us to himself and, and connects us to himself for eternity. Not for, you know, one month or 10 months or 10 years or 20 years, but for eternity. It's an amazing thing. Join to God forever. The second truth here in this passage is that that action of God that connects you and I to eternity is God's expression of love. Not just to you. Yes, to you, but not just to you, but to the entire world. 
You know, the Bible says God so loved what? God so loved the world that he gave you and I the chance to be connected to eternity. It's a part of the expression of his love for the world. Paul in Romans chapter 8 verse 19, he writes and says, For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. This is who we are. And as we are revealed, we are to be making a major difference in the world. Have you ever stopped to, to, to ask yourself, you know, how your life as a believer is an expression of the love of God to the world? You know, we should. We should. It's not just for eternity that God has saved you. He's got something for you to be doing now. It's for this world as well. So what positive contribution are you making? Are you making a positive contribution, you know, in, in the environment? Are you a productive and, and positively tending God's creation and making it productive and doing something great through the things that you do, through the work that you do? Are you impacting people? People, are you touching people's lives? This is who you are because God has called you, because you have been connected with God. You are the salt of the earth you are the light of the world. You are the expression of God's love. It's something that we often forget. The expression of God's love to the world. I'm sure that you would be able to find many, many other things that God has said about you and your continuing life in this world. But I wanted to point out those two. And then there is what Jesus has commissioned us to do. While we are on earth, we have a mission. In Matthew 28, 18 to 20, that's our theme verse for the, for the church this year. Um, and it has been for the last two years as well. You know, and, and we are hoping and praying and I'm praying for you. And, and, and so many are involved in praying that as we grow as followers of Jesus, we will also be truly a part of the mission that he has called us to. Matthew 28 18 to 20, Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And Lord, I am with you always to the very end of the age. You know, Jesus is the ultimate king. All authority. That's what he declares there. All authority is his. Do you know how guys get on with work, you know, when they have been commanded by the CEO of their company? Have you just thought about how, what, what happens when a CEO says, do this? You know, think about a general in the army, he gives a command. You know, it's a command and it's a mandate. He is connecting his authority with the mission that he is sending you on. And, and Jesus makes this promise, as you do this, he is with you. You have my full support you know, and, and you have my presence that connects you with all my resources, not just occasionally, not just when you're really, really good, but always to the very end. You know, once or twice, I've had someone under my authority come to me, knowing what I really want done, but, but hesitant. You know, they're not sure what will happen if things get tough. And if I say... You know, don't worry, I'm in charge here and you have my full support. You know, what does it do? It releases them and, and it energizes, it motivates. And the person steps out, 
you know, with more confidence. They have a growing determination and they're excited to get on with this thing because they have that full backing. I wonder, does this amazingly strong statement from the king of kings excite you? Does it energize you? What's the problem? Do you believe him? You know, it's, 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 it's one of two things. I, either you believe, you don't believe the boss has full authority or you don't really believe when, him, when he says he's going to support you the whole way. And oh yes, there might be a third issue, you know, that, that you really don't care what he wants. That this is about you. And, and you know, and, and you've got your own agenda and you really are just using this as a stepping stone or insurance of some sort. But please remember what I told you a few weeks back. I think it's two weeks back. Unless you are connected to God's agenda, unless you are aligned with the God who made you and his purposes for your life, you can never truly thrive. The quality of your life can never really get to the right level. You will never experience that full life. You know, are you measuring the success of your life using the measures against the things that matter to God? Because ultimately, that's what will make your life truly thrive. He knows you. He made you. He's designed you on purpose for a purpose. And you know, gauging from the disciples and their response to what happened, <laughs> they believed him. You look at all their lives, they believed him. Did he have all authority? I suppose if, if you were there, you might, you might recognize, yeah, yeah. Because this guy had been dead. And they were seeing him. And, and he was able to walk through walls, but they could touch him and they could feel him physically. Goodness, you know, someone who could do that, does he have all authority? Absolutely, he has authority. And, 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 and they believed and they lived on the promise that he gave them. And they experienced his presence and his support. And, and since then, many, many people have testified that they have walked with God and they have experienced his presence and support. And, and I, this is something that I know about. This is something I know because I'm a partaker. I know that God walks together with me. You know, he gives me stuff to do. He sends us things to do. You know, like helping people in crisis when we too are in crisis. And somehow we do it. You know, like being present with prisoners, you know, going all over the country and, and visiting the prisons. I know I can't do it, but the Lord can, can, can connect me with people who will enable and that, that thing will be done. You know, like planting churches, forming new CLGs as we are even doing right now. People, places where people will be helped to grow as disciples. You know, like building the sanctuary in a time of pandemic. You know, I watch... And I see his hand. I see his hand. You know, many of us have probably heard that that original word in the original language is, that is translated go is actually a participle. It's an action type word. It's not the go that is a command. It's, it's like in the process of your going, make disciples. Make disciples. You know, the God's Word translation puts it in verse 19. So, wherever you go, make disciples of all nations. Wherever. As you go to work, as you go to the office, you know, and play games, as you go to school, you go to other countries, you go to, to other communities, make disciples. Help people see 
and hopefully grow um, and in the way of Christ. Start help, helping them to connect with God in this way and to grow and become better Christians. Make disciples of all nations. You were made to image God. And that's the power that Jesus puts in your life. That's the design that he reconnects you to. That you become a representative in the world of God's goodness, God's greatness, all that God is. And that way the world is enabled to see the glory of God. They can see it through you. And when Jesus sends you and I to make disciples, he's saying your life will be the model that people, other people will start looking at your life and they'll want to follow, they want to learn from you. And as you help them see God, see Jesus, yeah, he, he's empowering. He gives you both the empowering and the status. He gives you that position that gives you the right to represent him. It's who you're called to be. It's what you've been asked to do, what you've been commissioned to do. You are empowered empowered. 2 Corinthians 3 verses 4 to 6, the Bible says, such confidence we have through Christ before God. What confidence? Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Gives life. You know, God is with you. He is in you. And he is enabling you. The competence to represent him, you know, comes from him. It comes from God, the Holy Spirit. You know, honestly, if your confidence is in yourself, it, it, it just fails. You know, we never qualify for God. You know, even, even becoming followers of God is about God stepping in because we will never be good enough. It's because of what Jesus did. And, and if we think that we will qualify because, you know, as we live our lives, we'll be obeying everything and we'll just be fulfilling everything, that we, guys, we fail. And we will fail. But God qualifies us. If your life, if your life becomes just about the letter, if your life is just keeping the rules and regulations, just trying to stay in, within some sort of boundaries that, that you know, you're, you're putting around yourself, if the letter is your focus, please note, it kills. It kills us. It doesn't empower us. It doesn't even make us competent. Yes, learning, it, it will, it, learning that word will help us to grow. It will help us understand things a little bit better. But, but really, your competence comes from God. And from the day you accept Christ, God is in you. He is present in you. And, and you have the competence to, to pass on whatever you have learned. You know, whatever you have received, what you know. God is never asking you to do more than you have. He can't, he can't, he's not asking you to teach people stuff that you don't know. But what you know, you are competent to pass on because God's presence is what makes you competent. And then guys, ambassador. You're empowered and ambassador is your status. That's your status. 2 Corinthians 5.20 We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. And that's the message. That's the, that's the message that we carry as ambassadors. We want to help people connect with the true God to be reconciled with God from whom they've been estranged because of sin. But Jesus paid the price to bring us back together and to reconnect us to God. 
you and I and everyone else to reconnect us with, with God and God's special purpose, special design for our lives. What are the standards of the ambassador? Excellence. Colossians 3.23. Now you guys know I really like this passage. It's, I find it really important. But it says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. As working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Behind it all, it's always Christ. Now I know, I know we don't always see things this way. We don't actually usually see things this way. We see the client that's, that's paying, you know. Um, we, we see the boss that is commanding us or sending us. We see the shareholder who is demanding a profit. But because you represent the ultimate king, and you are actually representing him to these people that you're talking about, even the bosses and the people that are, are serving you, it's something we must always keep in the center of our minds. We must, we must always keep it in mind because God's evaluation at the very end, you know that final exam? The final exam is always what really counts. It's what really counts. So we need to keep this at the center of your mind. And ambassador, excellence really causes people to pause and look and want to learn. If you're a bad cook, no one will want to learn from you. But if you're a really good cook, you know, people will be wanting to learn. And it's, and it's interesting how much they'll be wanting to learn because they'll not just be wanting to learn about cooking. You know, they'll be wanting to, to get more from you. You know, what, are the, what is the philosophy of your life? What is it that makes you tick? You know, what is your work ethic? What brings it about? They become disciples. They become disciples. And your life lights their way. Brothers and sisters, may we truly shine. We, may we truly shine in, 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 in our lives. You know, God actually calls us to shine like stars in a, in a, in, in a world full of crooked and perverse people. You know, and, 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 and it's telling us that this isn't just about, you know, looking like looking good. This is, by the way, in Philippians 2.15. It's not just looking good when you're just surrounded by other stars. He's saying it's shining like stars, standing out. In a world that's different, you know, among the reality that we see of people that they are crooked, they are perverse, they are, they are lovers of darkness. Shining in the world can, can, can be really hostile when we shine in that, in that world. But you are an ambassador. You will be different. And some people might not like it, but guys, shine anyway. Shine anyway because you've been commissioned by the king. What is the function of an ambassador? Well, one we know, all of us we know is representation. We represent the values of the kingdom. We represent the interests of, of the kingdom. And, and we express and we defend those interests. But the other function that an ambassador plays is as a, as a conduit for the kingdom. It is, it is through the ambassador that the goodwill and deeds of the sending nation touch the lives of the people of the host nation. The blessing of God pouring through you. God blesses you so that through you, others may be blessed. In Genesis 12 verses 2 and 3, we, we get God's great promise to, to Abraham. A promise that continues to impact us through the ages because of Jesus Christ. Who, according to the flesh, was a descendant of, of Abraham. He says, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. 
I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you I will curse and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. God's goal in blessing Abraham was to bless others, even us, through him. And that principle is true for all of us. It's true for us in our time. God has blessed you with his love and so much more. So, so much more. How will that impact other people's lives? And by the way, it's got to be about how you bless them. Your focus needs to be on them. That's what will give you joy and an impact that really carries forward and, and just changes the things of your life. You know, I was thinking about the story of Jesus meeting the Samaritan woman at the well. And, and after he had talked to her and she got it, she got what he was saying, she was so excited that she wanted everyone in the town to come and, and meet this Christ, this, this guru. And, and the Bible, the Bible says that Jesus himself was so excited. You know, he was so full of joy as he saw the way she responded that he wasn't interested in, in food despite the fact that at the beginning of that story, he has sent the disciples into town to buy food. It's not that he wasn't hungry, but something else had happened. And, and, and it was just so fulfilling. He was thriving because somebody's life had been touched. The circumstances were not what made him full of joy. It was the impact of his life on someone else. You know, Paul's testimony on, in Philippians that we've been looking at in the, in the first three weeks of, of, of January. It shows the same thing. You know, his joy was the impact that his life had made. And even though he was in prison and, 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 and couldn't move around much, the fact that he was in the prison, it couldn't stop his life making a difference. And you read in, in, in Philippians chapter 1 that even the prison guards could feel the power of his life, the impact of his life. That's what brings us joy. You know, my own experience has been like that. You know, when I see that my life has had a real positive impact on somebody's, you know, on someone, that God has used me to help someone connect with life and, and, and live more fully. The joy is deep. It's really deep. But if you're giving with this other thought in mind, that, you know, what I'm going to get back out of this, you know, what, what that person is going to give me, it it's totally dilutes the power of your service. Jesus told us that when you do good, when you good, do good to someone, you shouldn't be thinking how you'll get something back in return. In fact, at one point he said you, we, we should be blessing people, even throwing parties for people that we are sure will never be able to give back to us. That is the way we, we, we bless because we are serving God. B.L. E-S-S. I want to take that word bless as an acronym that will help us to remember the, how to impact the people around us in a, in a powerful way, in a, as conduits of God's love and blessing. Some of you might remind, remember these things uh, because we, we looked at them two years ago in, in, a, in a campaign called Discover Your Mission Now. You know, how to bless people. B, the first is B. Do you remember the B? What does it stand for? Begin with prayer. Ephesians 6.18 And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. You know, one prayer that, that, that you can always pray is, God help me to love so and so. Help me to see, you know, a loving thing that I can do for them. You know, that is alignment 
with the most important command that as we interact with other people. Love your neighbor as yourself. The Bible says that if you pray in accordance with God's will, then you know that you have it, that you will receive that answer. And this is not a selfish prayer. Actually, it's a prayer that is in the center of God's will for you and I. And he will help you. The L stands for listen. And this is one of the most powerful ways that you can impact people. One of the most powerful ways to convey your love to people. You know, my wife Rachel has been telling me, it keeps on doing this. You know, what a difference my, my choice to listen, to listen completely. You know, holding back my own agenda as I listened, you know, to let her fully express herself. What a difference it has made. You know, focusing on hearing, not defending, on, defending myself, but seeking to understand her properly. And then sometimes even giving, you know, feeding back. So give, before I make, give a response, um, just to make sure that I have understood her well, um, I want her to know that I have understood. And, and just doing these things has made such a difference. The memory verse on this was Proverbs 18 verse 13. To answer before listening, that is folly and shame. You know, <laughs> yeah, I was ashamed and I repented. And I'm trying to grow in this, in this way of expressing love. Listen. E is eat with them. And that's what Jesus did. He even got accused of, of hanging out with people that weren't so holy, hanging out with such people too much. You know, the verse, the memory verse we had for this, Matthew 11 verse 19. It says, the son of man came eating and drinking and they say, here is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But he finishes by saying, but wisdom is proved right by her deeds. Wisdom is proved right by her deeds. You know, you haven't only been called to spend time with Holy Joes. You've, you've, you've been called to follow the example of Jesus. You know, Jesus said, you know, like a doctor, he came to seek and save those that needed that healing, who needed to see the way to God. And you don't find them by avoiding them. Eat with them. Serve them. 1 Peter 4.10 each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. What is it that God has given you? And do you see the attitude, you know, the way we should be doing this as faithful stewards of God's grace? It's God you're serving. And the love of God reaches others as you recognize their needs and you serve them. A conduit of blessing. And the last S is is about story. Share your story. First Peter 3.15 But in your heart set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Your story is a powerful thing. Really powerful. As you live your life as an ambassador and by the way note, eh? an ambassador, not a secret agent. Ambassadors <laughs> Ambassadors don't operate incognito. Do you know that? Yeah, they don't operate incognito. People need to know. You know, they need to know not just how, what a wonderful person you are, but there's, that there's something behind that wonderfulness that, that you have, that there's something that is causing you to live like you do, to make the choices and the decisions that you make. 
You know, like in Matthew chapter 5 verse 16, you know, you, you want them to look at the things that you do and they recognize that God is at work, that there's something special. It's God who is working. And, and they'll get curious. And they'll want to know more. You know, what is it that's going on? And at that point, you can tell them what God has done in your life. You share your story. You share your story with gentleness and respect. Your goal is to bless them. And it's to help them see the way to God. And if they are already Christians, to help them along that path to grow closer to God. Make disciples. Make disciples. Your life becomes a life of impact. As you are going, Jesus said, make disciples. You are the salt and the light of the earth. You know, wherever you are, wherever you are going, you and I, we are carrying God's mandate. And we're serving him. We're ambassadors. And unlike many countries are doing right now, you know, our goal is to invite as many as possible to come into this kingdom. As many absolutely as possible. So guys, bless others. Bless others. There's something that I discovered when, you know, um, while interacting with some of my old friends from years, I mean, this was, this is something that happened years ago. Many of these guys were not Christians. And, but as I served them in a time of need, I discovered something. I had actually been feeling, you know, that like they looked down on me. They, 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 they would look at me and, you know, my change of career and everything and my salary banner, you know, that, that was, that was something that could cause people to laugh, you know, and because these guys were heavy hitters and I, I really felt sometimes small, but God helped me see something as I served them with what God had given to me, what I had. And I wrote it down and it's on the wall of my, of my home office where I can see it almost every day. Guys, it's not having what people want that makes you important. It's giving them what God wants them to have. So be a very important person. Be a channel of God's blessing today. It's not having what everybody wants. It's giving what God wants them to have. That's what really makes you important. Guys, my prayer for all of us is that we will thrive in this year, 2021. Thrive. We are blessed to be a blessing and there is absolutely powerful things that happen as we impact other people. As we start looking and seeing how our lives can make a positive impact in the people around us, in the world that God has sent us into. Our lives light up as they are lived for the benefit of others. Father, thank you so much. Thank you so much for the light of Christ that is present in us. Thank you so much, Lord Jesus, for this amazing thing that you did in making us your people and then declaring to us what you consider us to be, the light of the world, the salt of the earth, that you are the expression of your love to this world. And then, Jesus, you've called us to serve you, to join together in that mission to reconcile others to you, to impact people's lives, to be a blessing wherever we are. May you enable us and may you light up our lives that this year will be a year when our lives will be so powerful, so impactful, or that we will look back and just, uh, just open our mouths in awe. May you be present in each one of us. We need your empowering. So I pray for each one present here and, and, and at home. Fill us, Lord, with your Holy Spirit. 
that we may be able to truly represent you as competent servants because you are present in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.